It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. We're in Japan. Why are you watching videos? Just using my phone to find our next meal. What's that? Let's find out. With my Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra, I can circle it with the S Pen and search right in the app. It looks like it's called takoyaki. Tofu. Actually, it's fried octopus. <laughs> I knew that. Circle it, find it with the new Galaxy S24 Ultra, and circle the search with Google. Get yours now at Samsung.com. Internet connection required. Results may vary based on visuals. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. The best of Easter begins with a full honey baked spread.、Mm. It's the thing that brings flavor to all the fun and festivities.、Ooh. The bites that make all your guests grateful that Easter's here a little early this year. Enjoy the sweet and crunchy glaze of honey baked bone in half ham, mouth watering sides, and desserts.、Mm. And make this year's Easter the best tasting one yet. Cheers. Every bite is a celebration with the Honey Baked Ham Company. This is the Full Press NBA podcast. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good. The Bulls win. Magic down the middle. Just what I thought. A hook shot at 12. Good. Bird up fake. Bird takes the shot. It's gone. Oh my goodness. Presented by SportsCaster.com and distributed by Snowman Digital Media. Here's Carnes. Let's one go from center court. He got it. He got it. Now, Cole and I are going to talk about why the NBA is in a bad state and how they whiffed at the All Star at All Star Weekend. I want to talk about a post that I saw over the course of the weekend that, frankly, got on my nerve. Now, I'm going to lay two disclaimers out there. One, I'm doing this mostly for fun. So I can get on some people's nerves and make them laugh at the same time. And two, these are my opinions. Therefore, it makes them the right ones. No, I'm just kidding. But let me get into this. I saw a post that said a poll, not a post, a poll that said and asked to be more precise. Who do you think is going to be the most valuable player in the NBA this year? Is it going to be Giannis, or is it going to be LeBron? I looked at that post again several times. Giannis or LeBron? I said, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me take a look at that again. Giannis or LeBron? I kept hitting refresh, hoping. That LeBron would escape, 
and somebody else would be in his place. But I kept seeing LeBron, and then uh, all of a sudden, my day came to a halt. What? LeBron in conversation for most valuable player? Ain't nobody got time for that. And on top of that, I add this. That, 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 that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? And I'm going to have that said to me because of what I'm about to say right now. LeBron does no longer deserves to be in any kind of MVP conversation. Allow me to explain. You know who's carrying the Los Angeles Lakers right now? It ain't LeBron. It's Anthony Davis. And unfortunately, the Lakers ain't going to go far in the playoffs because of a lack of a point guard. Hey, LeBron, why don't you, um, why don't you put your general manager notes together and figure out, hey, I need a point guard. I need some shooting. I need some shooters around me. Haven't figured that out yet, have you? Nope. Are you going to figure it out? He might. He might. But then a part of me loves to ask, Are you kidding me? And then a part of me thinks, No! I can't, I know, I can't just say LeBron doesn't deserve to be an MVP conversation because of what, because of what he's doing at age 35 is absolutely incredible. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Riddle me this, however. Is he? No, I better not ask that question. I better not ask that question. Anthony Davis is carrying the Lakers right now, not LeBron. LeBron's only getting to shine because he's LeBron, and that's wrong in and of itself. I know I'm going to get a lot of reasons and a lot of pushback for saying this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, and it needs to be said. Why are y'all hyping a player for most valuable player who's not even carrying his team? Riddle me that. Why are you hyping a player for most valuable player just because he is who he is? Okay? I understand he's played 17 seasons. I understand he's had a lot of impact on a lot of players. I get that. I totally understand that. He has had an impact. Good or bad, he has had an impact on a lot of players, okay? But why can't LeBron James make a free throw when it counts? Why does LeBron James get away with traveling? As evidence in a little video I saw against Utah, and I know these are very petty things, but you know what? I know what I was spoiled with when it came to the NBA, and sorry, LeBron ain't it. Kawhi maybe, Giannis Antetokounmpo maybe, Unfortunately, the players that should be voted for MVP won't have a chance to compete for them because they are, I don't know, they're kind of injured right now. Uh, that would be Kevin Durant, that would be Klay Thompson, and that would be Stephen Curry. I know LeBron is playing right now, and he is, listen to me carefully, he is playing his best basketball in 17 years. This is coming from a very staunch non-LeBron fan. Is he a fantastic athlete? Yes, he is. But I will hold true to the statement that I have said for the 17 years that he has been active. He's a fabulous athlete. He is at the top of his, he is at the top of his peak performance as an athlete. He's just not there as a basketball player. I'm sorry. 
I don't want to hear about what he's doing scoring wise. I don't want to hear about his rebounds. I don't want to hear about how he has changed the culture of the Lakers. No, he hasn't. You know who did? You know who has changed the culture of the Lakers? Anthony Davis. His arrival gave LeBron a little bit of breathing room, but LeBron doesn't know how to use it. So he's trying to muscle in on Anthony Davis's shine when it should be all about Anthony Davis being in contention for most valuable player. And even that is a little shaky at best because this Laker team is one injury away, a very significant injury, be it to LeBron, be it to AD, or one of their supporting cast, if you want to call them a supporting cast. One injury away from being also Rans. How do you like those apples? One significant injury away from being near the middle part of the conference fighting for an eight seed instead of a one seed. In the game against Denver, before we went to the all-star break, LeBron didn't help them win that game. Anthony Davis did. You know, it's like Cole Johnson and I described and talked about off the air. He has a chance to win the game. Why is your shot selection so poor at year 17? You're supposed to get that out of your system by year three or four. You're supposed to be the king, and he's not. I'm sorry. I have never bought into LeBron James being the end-all, be-all when it comes to basketball. I never have, and I never will. I will never say he's not a fantastic athlete. Let me repeat myself. I will never in life say he's not a fantastic athlete. LeBron has not changed the game in his tenure in the NBA. In some ways, Anthony Davis has. In some ways, Kawhi Leonard has. In many ways, Stephen Curry has. LeBron has not changed the game. He has not changed the culture of the NBA. He's a fantastic philanthropist off the court. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But answer me this question, will you please? What in God's name has he done in 17 years that made you keep your attention on him? A certain four-letter network found a way to keep the attention on him, and that's just to keep giving him attention. That's to keep talking about him. I haven't talked about him on this program in a while, except when Cole Johnson shows up and a few of my other guests shows up, and we just have fun with it. But I gotta, I, I gotta tell you, I am not impressed with LeBron James in year 17, just as I was not, Le, uh, not impressed with LeBron James in year one. To a certain Bron sexual who said LeBron is greater than Kobe, that is great, and who's greater than MJ, stop it. Just plain stop it. Why? Because he has more points than MJ? Okay, LeBron's played 17 years, MJ played 15. Because he has more free throws than MJ? Okay, once again, LeBron's played 17 years. MJ played 15. But let me bring it back to this point. You will not convince me of LeBron James's supposed greatness until LeBron does something MJ did twice. How about three consecutive titles? How about the fact that LeBron relaxes on defense and he's always relaxed on defense from year one to year 17? 
How about the fact that LeBron does not motivate his team? Well, I can't say he can, he motivates his team all the time. He does when he wants to be, when he wants to motivate himself. But here is what turned me off about LBJ and will what, and what will continue to turn me off about LBJ. I instead of we. When he won his first title, you heard him talking about a kid from Akron, Ohio, who went on to do this, this, and this. I remember one statement about the legendary Michael Jordan where he said, and I quote, we are entitled we are entitled to defend what we have until we lose it. Let me repeat that, especially for a few bronze sexual fans I know, because now I'm getting heated. We are entitled to defend what we have until we lose it. And let me speak to a certain bronze sexual fan that's in Florida who loves telling me MJ didn't win anything without Scotty. You would be correct because you want to put the right teammates around your star player which is what the Chicago Bulls did, which is what the Los Angeles Lakers did, which is what the Boston Celtics did, which is what the San Antonio Spurs did, which is what the Golden State Warriors did, which is what the Miami Heat did not. Oops. To all these bronze sexual fans who love celebrating partial greatness, just remember, all the other athletes that I've talked about on this show during its six-and-a-half-year run kept one thing in common. They said we instead of I. Now, take that. All right, folks. I have been wanting to get this gentleman... On the hotline for a long time since he and I have been friends because he shares the same thoughts that I do when it comes to the National Basketball Association. So y'all are going to have to forgive me and my buddy in advance if this turns into a rant session. This gentleman is the host of uh, the Barbershop Sports Report and he is James Smith. And he joins me right now. How are you, my friend? What's going on, man? Glad to be on. Finally, finally, I get you on here. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, you know, life is hectic, man. Yeah, it is. Went through some life changes this last year, and I'm still kind of, you know, trying to recover from it. But, you know, I'm alive, man. I can't complain, so. Hey, no complaints. All right, let's, let's get into this. You and I have been talking a while. And we get a lot of pushback on some of the same things that we post about when it comes to the NBA. Here's a prime, here's a prime example. Do these millennial fans actually know what a travel is? 
Of course not. But, you know, before we go any further, let me, of course not. Come on now. What's already understood? Now that you be asked. Hey, uh, but before we go any further, I do want to just point out just a slight correction. It's, it's the shop report. The shop report. Is okay. What the name, yes, the shop report. And my sports moniker is Barbershop J. Okay. Just a little side note. I, Last year, Facebook and I got into whatever that we got into, some sort of thing. I had another account. Mm-hmm. They locked me out of the account and told me I couldn't use my sports moniker anymore. Why, I don't know. So they forced me to use my uh, social security name, I guess. But, yeah, Barbershop J is my sports moniker. Okay. So I'm, I yeah. slipped I, I slipped on that. I apologize for that. But No, 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 man. You're good, man. It's all part of the industry, yeah. man, or the business, if you yeah. would. But, yeah. Um, do people actually know what a travel is? And I point out no. two offenders frequent offenders james harden and lebron no, of james course. <laughs> of course of course man listen <laughs> i mean here is the here, the sad part is and i tell people this all the time man you know we can have a we can differ we can have a difference of opinion yes okay yes uh and this might be a bad analogy but i'm gonna throw it out here you know when it comes to ice cream, okay, you might like Rocky <laughs> Roll, and I might like butterscotch, whatever it is. Right. That's different, okay? But the bottom line is it's still ice cream. It is. You, get, you understand what I'm saying? It you is. can't argue the fact that it's ice cream. Exactly. So people try to act like what we're seeing the same thing, but you can you can say, yeah, man, you know, it, it's a travel, but they, they, ain't, they ain't calling it now. Okay, that's true. But to say, oh, they ain't a travel, and the dude then took 45, and 45 steps. And then in the case of LeBron in particular, I can't even remember who they were playing, man, but it was a game, and they done posted it on Facebook a thousand times. The video, he was standing at the top of the key for 35 minutes. Then he going to walk from the top of the key to the free throw line and then start dribbling. <laughs> I think that was against Utah. making excuses. I want to say that was against Utah because I got that notification the next morning, and I pulled it up, yeah. and I looked at it, and my mouth went through the floor. And my wife turned yeah, over man. and looked at me, and she says, what did you see now? Because she just saw this look yeah. on my face. And yeah. she feels the same way I do. The NBA has not been the same since the old school era went bye-bye. When people actually yeah. knew the freaking rules. When people actually yeah. played the game for the love of the game. Yeah. I showed yeah. her, I showed her that exact clip and she looked at me and she goes, I know I don't watch basketball as much as you, but that doesn't look right at all. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, but he at the looked, end of the day, was sad. He Go walked ahead, across sorry. the he walked across the timeline, stopped his dribble, mm-hmm. took three extra mm-hmm. steps, and then dribbled again, mm-hmm. and no yeah. whistle, none. Yeah. Well, you know, the rest their hands are tied somewhat too, though, because they've been getting a lot of flack. You know, the NBA in, in general, they're doing too much. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two-minute report, uh, you know, in an effort. You, you're trying to manufacture transparency. Right. And that's what make you all the more suspect, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody wants – and then the fans, what they fail to realize is they are victims to the pageantry. Yes. You know, and, and not the, the, the point. The NBA ratings are down. I don't care what nobody say. You know what I'm saying? But I've been that seems to come and go year. in an instant. I've been saying I've yeah. been saying that all year. 
you and I have talked. I've been saying all year that the NBA ratings are going to be through the floor, and people think I'm crazy. People still think I'm crazy. Like, oh, wait till the playoffs start. So what? Oh my goodness. They're still going to go, they're still going to be through the floor. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you I, you or I are either, but you know, folks thought Jesus was crazy. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it's far for the court. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, it's, it's you know true. I mean, but the, but the, but the problem, I think in large part is the fans in particular again, because you and I on Facebook, like you said, you know, we, I, certain not once before I used to kind of respond to just about any and everything, mm-hmm. but you had to stop doing that. Yeah. I really started reading the comments. Some things are, Silence is the, speaks the loudest. Mm-hmm. I don't need to say nothing on everything because yeah. you see, it's pointless talking to people whose opinions are subjective, but they act like they fact. You get what right. I mean? If you look at the <laughs> NBA now, um, in my estimation, yes, it's dunks and all. You get still got all of your, you know, the highlight elements that you had from back in the day. But mm-hmm. in terms of the nuances of the game, the fabric of the game is sorely lacking. It is. Everybody want to put up these points. You know, who's a better player as if though, uh, how many points per game a guy average is the sole barometer or determination for how good or bad a guy is. No. Yeah. I say stop comparing LeBron to Jordan and who lost in the finals or who lost in the, in the first round or whatever the case may be. I'm going to speak on that here in a second, but focus on how many bad possessions do you see in the today BA is what I like to call it yep. versus the, the, the old BA. school NBA. Yep. Yep, you understand absolutely. What I'm how many shot selections you see are terrible based on situations? Because see, that's what made the old school game different. And then again, these fans who want to talk about the LeBron apologies is what I call them. <laughs> and this whole thing going back and forth with Mike and, and all of this kind of stuff is oh, really you've seen me in the mi- you've seen me in the middle of those arguments. I bring out the facts, and people still think I'm nuts. Of and course, I'm going, man. Come on now. And I'm I'm going, look, yeah. I lived through the Jordan era. I know what you guys are trying to compare, and there is no comparison. Trust no, there's me, none whatsoever. I've seen it. Unless you saw it. Unless you watched the era, that the golden era, as I like to refer it to. Unless you watched mm-hmm. any part of the golden era from 1979 to 1998, you haven't seen anything. Period. Yeah. You haven't seen anything. Yeah. No, no question about it. That's why I, I don't even really go back and forth with people anymore because <laughs> willful ignorance is, is an affliction for which there is no cure. Man, that's but I will truth. say this, though, about the NBA. Uh, my eyebrows have been raised a bit with Zion, Ja Morant, and some of this new crop of folks that's coming through here mm-hmm. because, in the case of Zion in particular, I was – not sold on him complete, completely because, you know, I, all I, I never really got a chance to watch him play except yeah. for, um, my son is, my oldest son is really, you know, he's into the newer, newer hoop. You know, he knows yes. all the shoes and all that kind of stuff. Right. And with my work schedule, he would keep me filled in on who was doing what, you mm-hmm. know, high school ballers and mixtapes and so on and so forth. Yes. So he kept talking about this guy, Zion. And I was like, man, you know, all right. So the first time I got a chance to actually watch him, was against Eastern Michigan when Duke was playing Eastern Michigan. Yeah. And they dominated Eastern Michigan. I said, oh, okay. Then the second time, I got to see them play against Duke against Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. And I see Hachimura, and I tell my son, if Zion is what you think he is, then we'll see, we'll see tonight because Hachimura it was no, nothing to play with back in Gonzaga anyway. Exactly. And he yeah. dominated, Hachimura did. 
I said, look, man, I don't know about that. But but for whatever reason, his game so far, I'm I'm totally – I didn't see that at Duke. I really didn't see that at Duke. Mm-hmm. And he has a fundamental game to him as well as Ja Morant. Yes. The NBA sorely needed these guys, man, because it's all three ball and nothing else. What have I said oh, often? You and I have talked often. What have I always said? What is the one word I keep bringing back to hopefully to this lexicon? Fundamentals. I don't see yeah. any. You know why Golden State no. gets hated on so much? Because the fundamentals they exhibit are within the, 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 the parameters of their offense. You know why Golden yeah. State gets gets much hatred? Because Klay Thompson and Steph Curry have taken an anomaly, which is the three-point shot, and they've turned it into a weapon. I've said it yeah. for five years. And yeah. people still seem to think, you know, yeah, Golden State's down this year, but when you're down your two best players and you lose a third to free agency and you got all the injuries that you've had to deal with, I've actually heard people say, you ready for this one, that Steve Kerr is a fraud as a head coach. Yeah, I've heard that too, and I won't sit here and lie to you. I give Mark Jackson more credit for that Warriors system mm-hmm. than I do Kerr. However, mm-hmm. however, Kerr's influence, if you would, I, I believe is more so like Phil Jackson's in that when Phil and Tex Winters were together. Right. Phil, and, and you can't underscore it now by no means. You really can't. Phil was more so a coach of ego than he was X's and O's. Mm-hmm. And that's, I see more of Kerr than I do that. Not saying Ur, Kerr is not an X's and O type guy, right. but I see him more in the, in the way of how Phil was. Tex True. Winter designed that, that triangle offense. He did. A lot of people don't know that, you know yeah. what I mean? And he orchestrated it too, you know what I mean? But uh, Phil kept Kobe and Shaq, you know, them personalities. Because mm-hmm. you can have all the talent in the world and have the best game plan for whatever. But if the personalities are riffing, then it causes a risk in whatever it is you're trying to do execution-wise, and you don't true. win. So Very you true. need that just as well, you know what I mean? And but don't get it twisted. Right. Golden State is one of them kind of teams. They don't. Uh, they just reload. They yeah. don't rebuild. They, yeah. reload. they reload. And they're going to you know, be loaded next year. Forever. And, and they're going to be loaded next year. This is what people don't yeah, understand. They they're going to be loaded next year. I put a rumor out there, yeah. but the I put a rumor out there, and you know the pushback I get when I put rumors out there and they actually become fact. In 2016, after the Warriors lost to Cleveland, and I got a whole bunch of flack saying, ah, the Warriors lost. They're not worth anything. Yeah, did you see the way that the the Cleveland Cavaliers got one hell of a stimulus package? If Draymond Green plays game five, it's a five-game conquest, and everybody knows that. You weren't supposed to suspend Draymond Green in the finals. You're supposed to suspend him in the Western Conference finals if you go by the letter of the law. But people yeah. don't want to, people, people don't want to see that. I think you want, you were one of the first to comment and say, it's all about the money. And it's damn true. Yeah. It is all, it yeah. is all about the money. People want to see a seven game series. Who would want to see the 73 win Warriors? We're talking about 2016 folks walk over the Cleveland Cavaliers, which they did three out of the first four games. I mean, the first four yeah. games were decided uh, except for game seven. I believe this to be correct. Except for game seven, every one of those games was decided by double digits. And it should have been a five-game yeah. conquest. It should have been a five-game yeah. conquest. LeBron doesn't go crying to the NBA like he usually does. And, yes, I said it, and I've said it multiple times. He goes crying to the NBA. Next thing you know, Draymond Green is facing a suspension he never should have faced. Period. 
Yeah. He never should have faced that it, suspension. But you know what, man? I, in all honesty, when I saw that, that definitely was significant. Mm-hmm. But I, I peeled the onion back a little bit deeper. Style of play is my main, is the basis for my main argument for yes. what we're seeing now versus right. what I grew up watching. These guys, every day, all day, talking about working on their game. Mm-hmm. When you go to the gym to work on your game and all you're doing is working on your three-point shot, that's not working on your game. It really isn't. I'll give you an example of what working on your game is, what Lonzo Ball did. Right. He went from shooting his shot underneath his chin to shooting over the top, and it's mm-hmm. effective, highly effective. Yes. Add in to the fact that he's a solid point guard anyway, Yeah. that Pelicans team might be here for a while. Just keep your eye on them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll so, give you that. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just not. You know that that series was more so the, the mindset of a hooper versus a guy who played backyard basketball when they having a barbecue is mm-hmm. if I get a lead, you're not getting it back. Right. The Warriors had a three-one lead, and if you go back and really look at that finals and how they started to lose that lead, they started to do things that I won't even say were uncharacteristic. They just started to do not respect the situation. And that's another thing about the era I grew up in. Every in the playoffs, especially, yeah, every possession Counts. mattered. Yep, every possession, every possession mattered. You, you saw Steph doing stuff like Ginobili did in the finals. Mm-hmm. Who was Ginobili throwing the ball to, man? Exactly. Who was he throwing the ball to? You know, another said, thing. You know what, man? Arnold Rothstein. Yeah. yeah, is what it looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, it does look. It, it does look like that. And here's another thing that really gets on my nerves. There are no centers. There are oh, no well. back to the basket centers. Yeah, and the game that went global now. Yep, there are you know, no back the to the is, the is the is the is the key to success, so to speak. Yeah, I, I mean, there's. I, I grew up. First center I watched was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Captain Skyhook. Robert Par- Robert Parrish, okay Moses Ma- Moses Malone. If you want to call him an undersized center, so be it. But he was a center, doggone it. We're talking yeah. about folks like Dikembe Mutombo, Alonzo Mourning. Hell, yeah. let's go a little further. Patrick Ewing, who was my first ever mm-hmm. favorite college basketball player, but then Michael Jordan showed up that same night in 1982, and that was that. I love both of those guys. Yeah. I love both of those guys. Yeah. Akeem Olajuwon. Don't forget Rick Smith. Rick Smith. Thank you, Rick Smith, the Dunking Dutchman. Yeah, don't forget Rick Smith. I mean, Rick and Smith. And you're playing, Arvita Sabonis, Arvita Sabonis and, and, with the Portland Trailblazers. Anything about him, people don't realize he came into the league late. Yes. He was 30, he came, he was, uh, maybe he was in late 30, 20s, early 30s when he came into the I, league, man. I want to say he was 31. When he made his debut Maybe with Portland, so. I think it was thirty. Uh, I may be wrong, but he was thirty-one when he debuted. Okay, back to the basket centers. While we're playing, why are you playing around, David Robinson? Yeah. Why are you playing oh, around, I'm, Mark I'm Eaton? Not a fan of him. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand David Robinson, uh, and it's, it's kind of somewhat personal because. Um, <laughs> uh, what they, what Navy did to Cleveland State. Okay. Yeah, I, well, I'm old enough to remember the 1986 <laughs> oh, NBA I remember. tournament. 
I remember with, that. Yeah, when Navy beat Cleveland State 71 70. It was yep. real controversial <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, it was real controversial, I, man. And, and I you know remember what I mean? That. It just, it was one of them, man, I seriously. Seriously, y'all gonna win on that right there? Okay, whatever. You know, because Cleveland State was going, they was running, they was they, they just knocked off Indiana. Yep, they a just beat Indiana team. You and know what I'm saying? They were coming. And I want to say that was in. I want to say that that was in Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. I want to say that was at the Carrier I mean, I, Dome. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember the venue. Yeah, I, remember, I just remember I, the moment. I believe, I believe it was the Carrier Dome where that upset happened, where Cleveland State knocked off Indiana. But, yeah. I mean, there's so much fundamentally missing. There is oh, so no much question. fundamentally missing with no the, question. with the NBA. And, no I got a lot of pushback when I said, and I will continue to say, the All-Star game sucked. And, you th- this year's, I, this year's All-Star game? It's, for me, it's been that feeling since 2005. When the glitz and the light and the glamour started showing up, oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about a game mindset, and I totally un- understand it. The game mindset was this for the All Star Game: let's get introduced and let's go. You don't need the lights, you don't need the sizzle, you don't need the smoke, you don't need people introducing you. You just need the regular PA announcer who works at the arena to introduce you, introduce all the All Stars, and let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when I read the, um, and I talked about it on my show last week, or last two weeks, uh, the whole new format, prior to actually seeing it play out, I, right. you know, my, my host and I, we were incredulous, like, how they, what they, why they just didn't just put one team in purple and one team in gold, one eight and one twenty-four. One eight, yeah. Go ahead and do it. Yep. You know what I mean? But in all honesty, as a purist, once I saw how it played out, I actually, like the idea, you know, give them incentive. And it's the first time in a long time, I will say, um, it seemed like the players towards the end were playing with more fervor. Yeah. You know, with more energy or more intensity. So I appreciated that. But again, man, you know, at the end of the day, basketball to me is just one of them sports where unlike football and boxing and whatnot, um, you don't always have to you can be effective without really being in contact with somebody. You get what I mean? True. So having a respect for craft, like I said, it's too many guys who handle the ball, who have who are getting adulation, who are terrible at the free throw line. <laughs> you know, would you that repeat makes that absolutely again? No sense to me. Would you repeat you know, that again? Apologist. Wait a minute. Would you repeat yeah. that again for the folks in the cheap seats at Market Square Arena? Would you repeat yeah, that for me, just, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this whole idea, man, dudes wanting to be, you know, everybody wanted to be the, the, the a 99 on 2K, but you can't <laughs> hit free throws. I, I, I just don't get it, man. You know what I mean? You want everybody, oh, he the goat, he the goat. But he, but you can't. And that's another thing about the whole Jordan bond mm. argument. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. One thing you could say about Mike, you could count on him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But you tell me right now, ask anybody, and I still have yet to get a response from anybody. Be honest. Can offer all the brown apologists, especially you can't even count on your boy in the moments that matter most at the free throw line. Nope. But he a go. Nope. Then they want to talk about how Jordan <laughs> lost in the first round, and this how fast accurate their argument and the philosophy and their logic is. Mm-hmm. It's backwards. Jordan lost in the first round. Yeah. But LeBron lost in the finals. The operative word in I, most cases is lost. 
So how can yep. you point out one that lost and you, your boy done lost? You know what I'm saying? I would rather, yeah. I've had so many guests on this show. One of my dear friends, Cole Johnson, who's on this show often. Yeah, made I like it, CJ, man. Yeah. He and I, we got to get together. CJ and yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to get both of you together on this show. We're really going to break this down. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love, I like it. I, I liken it to this. I would rather take my losses in the first round than the world championship series. And I do not Obviously. call it the final. I do not call it the finals anymore. After this past year, when Toronto beat Golden State, fair and square, by the way, for all you LeBron apologists, four games to two, it's a world champion. I, I've, I've always called it the world championship series, more so after this past season, 2019. I would rather be, I would rather take my lumps and grow every year. And people, if you look at the scope of Jordan's career, basketball career from 1985 to his first retirement in 1998 yes he lost in the first round three consecutive years to the boston celtics but starting in 88 he beat cleveland in the first round lost in the east semis to the detroit pistons 1989 beat cleveland five games beat new york six games lost in the east finals to detroit six games 1990 Beat Milwaukee in four in the first round. Um, won the second round against Philadelphia. That took five games. Lost in seven to Detroit. 1991. Swept the Knicks. Beat the Sixers. Swept Detroit. Won the world championship in five over the Lakers. This is what LeBron has been missing for his entire career. Progression. He hasn't had any. Yeah. A terrible GM too. Uh, oh God! And I saw people over there talking. He's gonna be running for president. I'm like, yeah, okay. Let me he, get some popcorn first. If he runs for president, I'll get the popcorn and the snacks. I'll sit back and watch this. I'll sit back and watch this election and laugh the whole darn time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the league is. I mean, it's just it sucks that man. You know, it's it's. You know, um. Uh, again, I got two boys, 18 and 16, you know, mm-hmm. and they grew up hooping yeah. for their school and stuff like that. And, you know, we always sat down. They really didn't like me coming around to sit down and watch a game because <laughs> uh, Kobe Bryant called it, remain rest in peace, him and his daughter and everybody that was involved yes. in that tragic accident. Yes, indeed. Kobe Bryant had a thing called detail. Yep. I wouldn't have I named it that. that. <laughs> but I have an appreciation for the details because – Yep. If you want to have the most success at what you're doing, then you have to study it like nothing else. Mm-hmm. When you're watching a game, what do you see? You have to base what you're seeing. Film study it should be, let me say it this way, it should be based on, in my opinion, yeah. the situation. What is this? And every situation is different. And when you run yourself through that situation in practice, when you get it to the point where it's purposeful, you won't panic. Exactly. You know, there's an expression that says practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Practice makes permanent. Mm-hmm. No man can be perfect at anything. That's why we make mistakes. Yes. And to try to say we bo- we can be both is that's ludicrous. You know, you got to either one or the other. And you make mistakes, you can't be perfect. Is my thing. Right. So don't even shoot for perfection. Shoot for for permanent. Mm-hmm. That means if I do it this way, regardless of the situation. Nine and a half times out of eight, it should turn out that way. Exactly. You know what I mean, now sometimes it roll, it, the ball go in and bounce out. Okay, well, mm-hmm. the law averages. All right, bam, it happened. 
Yes. But you, like you said, you get back up and you do it again, man. I just these new players, they want more, but they want to do less. Yeah. But they want the same credit for the guys yes. who did the most. Oh God, that, yes. It makes absolutely no none. Bleak blankety blink blank blank sense. blank sense exactly. <laughs> none whatsoever, man. You know, you know what's really sad. What's really really sad. And I pointed this out to my sons as well. I said, let's go pick any day that, you know, the NBA, maybe four or five games in the NBA are coming on, mostly like a Tuesday or a Thursday. Yes. And it's maybe three or four games. I said, let me just look at the slate of games and tell me which one are you rubbing your hands together because you can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. None of them. <laughs> None of them. None. But guess what? None. Let this Philadelphia 76ers be playing the Boston Celtics in the middle of the season <laughs> in 1988 oh my or 89. God. And we made sure we did. Man, I used to make sure I did my chores and yep. all my brothers and sisters' chores. Man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I was not come trying to miss a moment. Man, these games. Not, and then the, old Boston, the old Boston Garden. Of course. The old Bo- either the mean, Boston Garden or the Spectrum in Philadelphia. And it's, okay. it's, man, come on now. TBS. Come on now. Before TNT took the NBA contract in, I want to say, 1995, TBS had the NBA contract because TBS had the NBA for a long time. Turner Sports had the NBA for a long time. TBS was airing it first. When TBS NBA, I mean, uh, had, NBC had games too, didn't yep, they? Yep, NBC, uh, yeah. CBS had it for a while. I started watching it when it was on, when it was on CBS. When TBS would air... A rivalry game, i.e., oh, I don't know, Pistons Bulls from Chicago Stadium, and the second game would be Celtics Lakers from the Forum, not the Great Western Forum, not the Staples Center, but the fabulous Forum. Mm-hmm. My chores were done, my homework was done. I'd go to my yeah. sister Nicole saying, "Hey, you need need any help with anything?" No, I'm all right, because when that clock moved to Seven o'clock or eight in the Eastern time zone? Game time. Game time. And game you know time. what? Since when did since when did you know since its inception? When did League Pass start offering to sell or, or, or just <laughs> yeah, for folks to buy the just the fourth quarters of games? <laughs> when League Pass first came out, League Pass was twenty five million dollars for the yep. season. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It sure now, was. You can two ninety nine. You can buy the fourth quarter. And why is that? Ain't nobody watching them first through third. How many times have you watched the NBA game with guys that everybody on one hand want to argue who in the top ten, and then on the flip side, the teams that both of them guys play on in a game, three or four or five minutes go past, and ain't nobody hit a shot. <laughs> huh? How many Come times? On, how many times have we seen that though? How many on, times man. have we seen that in today's terrible, NBA? Man. How many times have we seen in today's NBA, like you said, a scoreless streak that lasts in upwards of five minutes? We can go through two media, and I've, I've been in, I've been at NBA games. We can go through two scheduled media timeouts in a full quarter, and no one has scored. I've seen it happen. Yeah, it's terrible, man. It is. Don't make no sense, man, but everybody wants to sit and rant and rave. I mean, I get it. I still watch it. Right. I love the sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? I grew up playing the sport, man. I grew up playing the sport at a time when, you know, how good you were could 
was a lifesaver. Yeah, you, you could move through certain neighborhoods that you otherwise would, might not have been able to survive in had you got caught in it at night. You know what I mean, or in, at the wrong time of day. It was like, hey man, no, didn't you play in such and such park? Yeah, man. Oh, he he good, man. He good. Dude, that <laughs> nice J work or something. And I'm not pat myself on the back, and I'm just saying, you know, it was just it was just a, a respect for craft, man. You know, growing up, that these dudes nowadays, I'm, I ain't never seen nothing like that, man. Mm. I never seen nothing like it. Mm. These dudes working on that game, and everybody going to work on. It, it's it's amazing how everybody stays out on the perimeter on offense. Yep, it's just amazing to me, man. The yeah, overabundance of threes taken. The, the you know, first... going back to that Cavs Warriors finals. <laughs> you know, yeah. that I think the Cavs and Warriors combined in game three or four shot like eighty one three pointers or something like that. Three something point crazy. Goals. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Just, 81 three-point field goal attempts. Man. That's insane, man. Man, oh, man. I'm glad I finally got... You're playing got, the popularity and yep. not to the game. They're not playing the game. They're playing the popular. They're playing to uh, the popular mode. And yeah. that's just not... That that just doesn't work. It just, For me, it just doesn't work. I mean, when... And, I, and we'll close with this point, because I got to have you back on again. When you had three-point specialists, it was different. Craig Hodges, Reggie Miller, Steve Kerr, Trent Tucker for the Knicks, uh, Jeff Hornacek when he was with the Phoenix Suns for a while, Hersey Hawkins with Philadelphia. He was with Utah, too. Yeah, Hersey Hawkins in yep. uh, Seattle, too. Seattle, yep. Andrew Tony with Philadelphia. Um, oh, the who, Boston Strangler. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that remembers that nickname given to Andrew Tony remembers the year. And I'll throw that trivia question out a little bit later on in the program. He's the man in charge of the shop report. James Smith joining me, Barbershop J. We're going to use that mock on this show and give him the love he deserves. Yeah, Man, it is a yeah. is a thrill and an honor to have you on, my friend, and I got to have you on again. Yes, I appreciate it. You know, can I say one last thing though? Go for it. Those players back then, you say three point specialists. I think they just were good shooters. Yes. <laughs> Reggie Miller had a drill in particular. He called it the, the in and out drill, where he would go from two feet to five feet to seven yep. feet to ten feet to nine feet. He just was a good shooter. He said yeah. that way when I went out to the three point range. The shot it was, was basically automatic. Yeah, it was easy. It was yeah, easy. Appreciate you for having me on, man. Hey, thank you, brother. Appreciate the time. All right. All right, have a good one. Man, it, it, it just seems that it just seems that the game has changed so much and not for the better. And that to this old schooler as well as a few others is a big, big problem. The NBA's got a big problem on their hands, and they have to find a way to solve it. And it's going to fall on the players, yes, but it's going to fall on some of the coaches, too. The proceeding has been a presentation of Snowman Digital Media. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Curry comes to the ball, goes to the corner, catches, works up high Dexter, fade away, three, short, rebounds, fades, Curry in the corner, shoots, on the way, got it! He hit it! They get it to Fisher, 
He scores! Derek Victor scores at the buzzer. And it goes to Bird. Bird up fake. Bird takes the shot. It's gone! All right, it's win or lose. Game six for the Bulls. Ten seconds. And with it, of course, the championship. Jordan, 20-footer, head of the key. Good! Chicago by one. And the Utah Jazz take time. Michael Jordan from the top of the key to put the Bulls up 87-86. For more information, log on to snowmandigitalmedia.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.